You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. From Rochester, the home of empty shelves everywhere, this is FC3 Monkey Business. I am your host. My name is Chris. As with me, as always, is the lovely and talented Billy DeTore. Oh, hey, I'm back. Hi, Billy. You're Hi, lovely Chris. and talented. We missed you, Billy. We Are did you sure? Wow, well, you, you guys really looking at the world through rose-colored glasses if I'm lovely and it's, talented. It's the I don't co- have any glasses on. The coronavirus. I took it to heart, and I drank a lot of Corona, and I got beer goggles. It's all <laughs> good, really, when it comes why, to- Why would you even go there to, to drink the Corona beer? Come on, Corona's not that bad. Uh, I don't Do you at least have Lyme disease to go with? There you it. go. Oh! See? <laughs> <laughs> and we've lost Dan. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Gone down fast. <laughs> the ship is. Dare I even say it? <laughs> That's what she said. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, if you sing American Pie while washing your hands, you only have to do it once a day. Yes, but okay. then you also be like you having to use a ton of like. Lotion. Hand lotion because your hands will be, you know, like destroyed. <laughs> We've lost Dan. And in the middle, <laughs> giggling her her way through, as always, is the vivacious, the evervescent, the snarky. Yes, I am very snarky. Yeah, because I'm probably going to be shut in with my kids for at yeah. least a week. Oh, or not I can't too. even. I can't even imagine. Like the entire world is closing down. Has that happened yet? Like the entire world is closed down. And then there's a- <laughs> not in my world. Oh my no. <laughs> That's the best cameo ever. <laughs> well, at least he didn't streak going through. That's a thing. <laughs> oh, that's next. Okay. Okay. Time for the all new. <laughs> no, 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 no. My eyes. My eyes. No. For the home audience who is not actually seeing the video, Dan just ran through the uh, the actual podcast set twice. Twice. Once with distinctly lack of more less fewer cl- fewer cl- pieces of clothing than before. Oh my god! I've been, a- I've been awake since four thirty and it's starting to show. It's 12.30 in the afternoon, so I've been up for, what, eight, eight hours? hours now? I've had an eight-hour day already. <laughs> yeah. You fought the crowds at Wegmans and survived. I didn't fight them, really. They weren't that bad. I mean, the thing is, is that most of the uh, the locusts have already picked the, the bones clean of the beast. That was it. I mean, I got to Wegmans. There, was some, there, were, there were things on the shelves, but, you know... All the important stuff was gone. You didn't want the jar of olives. I didn't want the jar of olives. <laughs> oh, I could have. Yeah, no, no. I um stopped at Wegman's at eleven thirty today uh-huh. and um walked in because I had like heard horror stories about the produce section being completely empty and the bakery section and everything. Now there was now granted the bananas were gone. Mm-hmm. Bananas are gone, but all the other fruits Not and the stuff. Bananas were there like because I'm hoping Scott will able be able to get fruit for t- later today but I have contemplated sending a message going do you want me to just pick up the fruit because I see it here but mm-hmm. whatever but um there was I got chocolate chip cookies today I primarily went in to get um coke coke zero and sprite to and, have and in you the successfully house. found that I'm assuming yes and okay. there they had a ton of that stuff but the Wegman's pop was the one that was um, lacking on the shelves, well, the, na- the name brands, right? Mm-hmm. I think overall they're doing a pretty decent job. I mean, considering oh, yeah. the I mean, panic they're, to they're dealing with, the yeah. I mean, I, this is more of a commentary on how we as a society are reacting 
I think. It is. It's definitely a reaction. Especially not, it's, it, or overreacting, as the case may be. This is just very weird. I studied history. I studied political science when I was in college. I, I'm so I'm familiar with the rise and fall and the ebb and the flow of how things work and rationing how, and, and rationing and you as a teacher you've had psychology classes and Billy's been in radio and they're all mental uh-huh. right so <laughs> yeah. we all have our we all have our, our our strong suit to bring into the conversation this is just weird what? yeah welcome to social media I was I gonna say exactly that's gotta be a is. big thing about it yeah I, th- I think that's a huge component the, the thing now granted I have um, a doomsday preparer in the house already is it your mother-in-law no, well, I think it's a combination. Okay, so I might have. I wonder where he two got of, it. Might from. be a genetic. Component. It might be a genetic component <laughs> yeah. that there's two of them in the house. That I mean, truly, we're not going to starve over the next month or so in you might have our to house. Fix the refrigerator again, but see, if, Susan, if they shove everything in the refrigerator, I'm moving out. I'm going someplace else. Susan uh, saw this coming a month ago. It's really hitting like the last week or two. Mm-hmm. Like a month ago, Susan started buying some extra food, and we've got stocking so up and we're, things like we're stocking up. And I think somewhere in the middle of. The hoarders and me, who I'd go around licking doorknobs if I could right now, just to annoy people. Just to prove point. Uh, like like th- that there, kid that there's was... A, uh... There's a middle somewhere that's there is. more right mm-hmm. than... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I don't want to downplay it because this is serious. People yeah, are dying from really this is. thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and but... Where's the, it's like you said, where's the middle ground? Yeah. What is going on here that's Be causing... Be smart about it. Take yeah. take those precautions. Hand wash. Now, right now, I, I work at Record Archive right now, and it's, it's still open go. It's still open for business as of recording right now, and as far as I know, it will be. Uh, but yesterday, I was working, and we have hand sanitizer mm-hmm. stations. When people come in, we're asking everybody as they come in to take a squirt of the hand sanitizer, rub it in. And we've had a couple really nasty re- reactions to it. Uh, one guy started walking and uh, my coworker, I was punching out for lunch. My coworker goes, excuse me, sir, can you uh, take a squirt of that? And he, he kept walking. And so my coworker picked it up and started handing it to him. The guy smacked it out of his hand, knocked some stuff off the front counter and, and stormed out. I say goodbye. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I mean, and there's a lot, just taking those precautions to wash your hands, use the hand sanitizer. If you don't feel good, stay home. Don't go out, don't don't go out and gather. Now, granted, as we're sitting here, three of us within three feet of each. Yeah, I know. I've seen that one, too. Um, <laughs> thanks. Um, that, I'm just a meme magnet right yes, now, man. That's and it. It's just a matter of take, just being smart about it and not, overreact mm-hmm. i mean granted yes the 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 schools are closed, closed. down for at least this week mm-hmm. and um because you don't know who is contagious who isn't contagious who's thinking that it's a cold or or just allergies or whatever and it's like start listing down your symptoms and if you don't feel good don't go out Call somebody and say, hey, I need this or whatever, and and check on your elderly neighbors. Check on the ones that are in the high-risk group, um, that type of thing. And if uh, you need something, put it out on and PM, DM us and mm-hmm. say, this is what we need. I'm like, I'm the first, one of the first ones that says, if you feel as though you don't have enough food or that you can't make um, breakfast or lunch or whatever for your kids because... Uh, that's you're relying on school 
Send me a message. Because financial times are going to get tricky. It is, it's, it's definitely going to get tricky. I'm yeah. like, I go, I have enough mac and cheese in the house that I can at least feed my kids plus somebody else's kids for. Oh, that's what I forgot to get. Okay. Uh, my ca- kitchen cabinet, you can grab a couple of mac and cheeses. No. Uh, but, the, but, but that, the only person who actually eats mac and cheese in my house is, is Jules, and right now she's swearing off of it. Uh, well, so. and, and it's the thing is. Um, I don't know why, but she is, so I'm rolling with it. Yeah, it, it just. I don't now, know. Just, now, now just what take I, extra precautions. What I think has made it real over the last week where people are going nuts and putting and going shopping and mm-hmm. hoarding and stuff, what, what's turned it from a sort of a concept into a real thing, two things. Tom Hanks getting sick. Right. Yes. And yeah. sports being canceled. canceled. That's, yeah. Did All you, of a sudden it became real. And yeah. wow, if they're not playing March Madness, I better mm-hmm. go get toilet paper. That, that part's like it. No, but um, there was a meme that came out that I saw on Friday, and it said, um, 1918, Toronto wins the Stanley oh. Cup. 1919, Stanley Cup canceled. 1992, 1993, Toronto wins the World Series. 1994, the World Series is canceled. 2019, Toronto NBA, wins the, the NBA, NBA Championship. 2020, NBA champions, uh, NBA is canceled for Blame now. Blame Canada. It says, what the hell did Toronto do? So, yeah, yeah. it was, it, it was kind Canada. of funny. Yeah. It, it was kind of funny. But, yeah, you just, like, look at it and... and um, Sorry like, to all my family up there. And <laughs> now, this is going to be dropping um, a week and a half into this... So it's been event. nice to know you. I, I'm, I'm speaking from the grave. I don't know. Grave. Maybe we should drop it this Wednesday or drop the podcast and um, and maybe do a second one just to get, just say, you, yes, we're thinking about you. Um, we'll have more updates because I know people have been. Um, something to listen to while they're stuck at home. Yeah. Did they, to listen to while they're stuck at home. There you yes. Go. And, and you're stuck at home, working at home, and yeah. you're going to have two kids on <laughs> stuck home. You're not trying to figure out how much you're going to be able to get done. Oh, and, and for those parents that are out there that um, are like now going trying to figure out that they now have to figure out how to become a special education teacher, I, I've seen at least one post for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, direct message me. I can give suggestions, uh, strategies, whatever. I am a special education teacher or I'm a general ed teacher. I teach English. I teach math. I teach whatever. Um, send us a message. We can get you activities that you can do with your kids that can kind of keep them occupied. The main thing is they will still need structure this week. It can't necessarily be just the free for all because you're going to be ready to take the bridge yourself type thing. So as much as you can structure the day for them. This is coming from me that is going to probably plan on sleeping for most of the day. But. And if this podcast is known for anything, it's structure. I, yep. I, it does have a structure. And, it has and a beginning, like, a middle, a middle, a middle, another middle, uh, and then it starts <laughs> the beginning again, and then it has an end. <laughs> but there's structure somewhere. Yeah. And so, and that—that's the thing. And and encourage reading. Encourage um, not as much time on the electronics unless it is a learning activity type thing. Or have the kids binge watch their favorite show and then tell you what the setting was, what was going on, the characters, things like that. Make it something and say, what was the conflict? What was the problem? How did they solve it? It, it just gives them a, a, a different way of looking at it. So I'm sorry. Um, the only thing right now in my head is if you need a structured podcast, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you need help. No. <laughs> call J.G. Wentworth. <laughs> call, call Tanya Metris. <laughs> 
don't call me. Send me an email. <laughs> I may or may not answer that. Do you so. have a structured podcast in you? <laughs> So, no, because no. I'm waiting for an email to figure out because I don't know if. I thought, I thought I worked on those heads during Mets games. Where do you see them? <laughs> I see them everywhere. Really? Oh, the JG Wentworth? Yeah. I haven't seen one in ages because I really don't watch a lot of it's commercial right, TV right. anymore. But, but yeah. they're memorable. My students would come into school going, I need money now. It's called JG. I'm like, really? Oh, my God. Oh, We've really gone off laugh. the rails today. You're welcome. Oh, that made me laugh. Thank you. Uh, you're very so going welcome. to our structure, other than that, maybe we'll take a quick break and then come back and get back on track. And when we come back, we're going to re-enter <laughs> the, the Twilight, Twilight Zone. zone. <laughs> Actually, we might be in an episode we of Twilight are, Zone. Oh, we are so there. <laughs> we, this, we are so there. Um, but when, like, it's like, yeah, like what, 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 what Tanya said. <laughs> I need a cookie. Cookies. Cookies. Go get a cookie. I'm going to get a cookie. Go get a cookie. See, I've had cookie. three already. Had a teensy-weensy breakdown, but now I'm cured. Understanding, it's wonderful. It isn't the airplane at all. Over-tension and over-anxiety due to underconfidence. You see, Valter? Portrait of a frightened man. Mr. Robert Wilson, 37, husband, father, and salesman on sick leave. Mr. Wilson has just been discharged from a sanitarium, where he spent the last six months recovering from a nervous breakdown, the onset of which took place on an evening not dissimilar to this one, on an airliner very much like the one in which Mr. Wilson is about to be flown home. The difference being that on that evening half a year ago, Mr. Wilson's flight was terminated by the onslaught of his mental breakdown. Tonight, he's traveling all the way to his appointed destination, which, contrary to Mr. Wilson's plan, happens to be in the darkest corner of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> are, are you okay? No. <laughs> I'm just approval. thinking about what this week is going to entail. <sighs> I'll, you know what? I might get a lot of wow time in. Might. Hmm. Must be nice. Yeah. I still have to go to work tomorrow. Mm, sucks to be you. Yeah. Wow time? <laughs> World of Warcraft. Oh. Yeah. But you know what boggles my imagination? What boggles your imagination, Chris? Just to finish off our conversation at the top of the show. The toilet paper was missing. The Kleenex was missing. The pasta yeah. was missing. Let me get the, the peanut butter was missing. The butcher shop was raided, like to the point where I was there two nights ago, and they were wheeling a cart out from the back to restock the shelves, and there was a flock of locusts ready to... <laughs> I mean, the guy could put, he would put something on the shelf and somebody would grab it off said shelf. Like, that was happening, you know. But the vegetables were, you know, plenty, there was plenty in stock. The fruit, plenty in stock. The the, the bottled water, plenty in stock. The, the brand name soda pop, stock. The generic soda pop, the, the store name stuff, gone. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> what is absolutely wrong with you people? You're going to be stuck in a house for two weeks on ramen and peanut butter? Now, that could work for you when you were in college, but holy crap, people. <laughs> peanut butter was one of the things that I bought. <laughs> I couldn't. It was all gone. We might have an extra jar in my house. And now you're entering another dimension of sight It, it, it truly sound. is another dimension going dimension on right now that it's... Just, um, there was a purpose for this podcast today, yeah, wasn't Yeah, so we're talking about Twilight Zone, but, but before we get to the... Yeah. Just what was really, really odd, um, as I was finishing up watching um, Mandalorian last night... I'm finally done! Woo! Um, 
How did I finish Mandalorian before you? I've, I got a, a Baby Yoda tattoo before I started Mandalorian. So she I was committed. She didn't even watch that. the show yet. I was she had committed. a Baby Yoda tattoo. I should be committed. But, um, I will not argue that point. Um, I hope in season two, Baby Yoda turns into like a bad guy. I, know, I like this little man- <laughs> Mandalorian uh, amulet or in whatever. A little leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like Baby Groot. Smoking. Type thing. The Disney corporate offices would be raided. <laughs> yeah. No, but. By um, millions. What I found was very, very strange is. That you that, tattoo before you saw the show? Yeah, that too. The, um, there was a fight that broke out last night or Friday night at Dave and Buster's. That they were like picking up the bar chairs and things like that and throwing them at the um, wall, the glass doors and things like that. And I thought, I'm like, oh, what what have we really come down to in our society? Just use the that, giant rock'em sock'em robots. Yeah, they no have. kidding. Um, they do but, promise an interactive experience there. I mean, I don't know what you're complaining but, about. But I just couldn't believe the number of people that were fighting there. And then there was another one, like Mark's Texas Hots or whatever, was another place where they were fighting and cra- things like that and just like crazy. is it bec- because that now everyone's like freaking out over this coronavirus and things like that but i'm d- i just don't get it in regards to that they don't have sports to watch on tv uh, you know i in regards to sports to watch on tv i saw a facebook video of someone's roomba going down and they were using a swiffer to curl yeah. it mm-hmm. <laughs> curling yeah <laughs> curling with the, like because this was canceled and things like that uh. i mean I, I think maybe espn now needs to start showing old vi- footage of stuff like miracle on ice and oh, what whatever do they show on it now i don't know I, I don't know what are they showing on uh, music videos oh nice yeah on espn Big- really yeah well, they're not on MTV, so they're free. <laughs> you know, they're Could free you imagine? <laughs> we don't know. As someone that likes sports radio, they're scrambling like crazy. I bet because you have nothing to talk about mm-hmm. and say except for like speculation about how long this is going to go on. What mm-hmm. are they going to do? Are they going to um, actually hold anything without any spectators? Because that was the original thing. But mm-hmm. then even ha- holding somebody something without spectators, and you allow the family in, and you allow whatever else and you're over 500 people which goes against the the large gathering things which, that right. happen had, right now. I guess UFC did a show in Brazil in front of no spectators last night. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because w- they couldn't yeah. actually record it. WWE did uh, Friday Night Smackdown from their training facility with no spectators. Oh wow. Which was in, I watched it yesterday and it was weird. Uh, and that, well, because I mean most of it is the spectacle and getting the fans involved. Yeah, they, so, they talked about that. Yeah, how, so if if the fans are not there, yeah. then not reacting, you're focusing yeah. more on the the uh, on the choreography. Uh-huh. We'll call it choreography because I know if I say fake, then I'm going to yeah. get hit by somebody. No, it, it's but not you. I'm not saying no. you. I'm just saying oh, the next okay. convention, somebody's going to walk me. It's not faking, and I'm going to get hit. It's going to be a. It's thing. It's scripted. Yeah, it's definitely scripted, and so mm-hmm. therefore, without the audience reaction, they're like. Oh, it, it's it's got to be a surreal experience. A yeah. couple of the wrestlers pretended like there was an audience that they were playing to, cool. and it was very funny. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it's just Maybe one too many hits from the snake. And and to go into our topic, th- this truly is like a Twilight Zone episode that we're we're dealing with, and we are going to be look, looking at the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, two different episodes, Billy, and you were the ones that I'm we we threw, we threw that Zone. back to you because we missed you last time, so we let you uh, pick our topic. I love the Twilight Zone, and I just started watching the CBS All Access version, mm-hmm. and episode two 
was a remake of a classic episode mm-hmm. from the 60s. Right. 1963 was the first one. Nightmare at 20,000 feet. and Starring the ever-present William Shatner. William Shatner, pre-Captain Kirk. Right. Yeah, and now it's funny because watching it, and Chris is like, okay, get ready for the bad acting. I'm like, it wasn't as over- No, no, I didn't say bad acting. I the, said uh, overacting. Over- but, th- but it wasn't necessarily as overacting as he is as Captain Kirk. Because mm-hmm. it was early in his career. Yeah. And I, I think I want to say I, mean, I liked we, we him look at it better. From the lens of at the time we watched it, we could not do that without seeing Captain Kirk. Right. However, at the time, Captain Kirk did not exist yet. So right? therefore, I'm like, I want to say I liked him better mm-hmm. acting in Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet. There's a more subtle aspect to it. He, yes. he, there was some subtlety to it. There was also some Captain Kirk striving through, mm-hmm. especially towards the end of the scene. Yes. But I think part of it is just sort of the acting style of the early days of television. Right, exactly. Sort of an overacting, theatrical. Exactly, because the mm-hmm. people are playing to folks in the audience on, from the stage. Mm-hmm. I noticed uh, when we when we did the, um, the Halloween special where we talked about the classic monster movies, mm-hmm. and it was so clear that Frankenstein uh, was was a stage play that was just being filmed, right? right. It, was, it was the blocking and the movement and, and the, the acting was all screaming, this came from a stage play, and they just have to put movie cameras in the audience. You know? And so you still see vestiges of that through the 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, as you have these quote-unquote classically trained actors, actors, thespians, <laughs> now transferring into the medium of television. And, and even movies to a particular degree. And, and and you still see that holdover where nowadays people are fully fleshed out. They do the stage as part of their college curriculum or they they come from the stage, but then they realize that TV acting is an entirely different animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a transition that's occurred in the past 50, 60 years. Um, because even in yeah. the uh, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, mm-hmm. not just William Shatner, but all of the characters... Sort of played to the back row a little big. bit. Yeah, they played you know, to the back row a little oh, bit. Oh, pilot! Will yes. you come here? I believe we have a problem. Uh huh. You know, <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> like looking at it today, you'd never get the pilot out like that. No, no. Well, there's that. I mean, then you have you know have, uh, modern society too. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I was when when we were going into watching Nightmare on Thirty Thousand Feet, you know the the remake, my my whole thought was how are they going to put the guy on the wing. Of a of a of a turbojet, basically, mm-hmm. and so I was worried that this whole thing was going to be about a critter on the wing again. No, they did a great job. No, I, I thought it was really job. an interesting take on mm-hmm. it. Now, at, at as at the top of it, as we spoilers. usually do, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you haven't seen it, spoilers. Yes, Dan hasn't seen it, and he's like, eh. I don't think I'll watch it. Yeah, there's 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 probably a lot of nuance that you can be like, oh, you know what? I'm, it's all right. It's fine. I can skip that, and you'd be okay. Um. You know, so the way they did it, though, in 30,000 feet, you know, in 20,000 feet, it was the creature on the wing. They had the creature mm-hmm. on the wing. William Shatner's character had a, a breakdown. Yes, it was just it, coming it, out it, of a, a breakdown. A, yeah. An asylum, a sanitarium. He's, and, he, his mental travel, health traveling is... Traveling home. His mental health is fragile. Fragile. He's <laughs> He must be Italian. No. And sees uh, the, the gremlin on the wing. Mm-hmm. Right. And no one else has seen it. It goes away every time. It's sort of like a Snuffleupagus. Right. Yes. I think Snuffleupagus may have been a, grem- a Sesame Street gremlin. Well, I thought it was interesting how, you know, and, and they, they really teased the audience, too, because you, you knew the guy was on ropes. You could just tell by the yeah. way he was, he was flying. The way he'd you know, jump off the, the wing. The way he would jump off the wing just as everybody looked yeah. or, or was about yeah. to look in or looked away. <laughs> You know, or he climbed up onto the top, right. you know, so he climbed up out of the frame. 
Yeah. You know, so there was just always this, ha ha, ole, you know, <laughs> going on with the creature, you know, the gremlin, as he called yeah. it. Uh, and then, of course, the twist at the end where you look at the the, the engine cowling and you see that it's been peeled away. The wing away. has yeah. been. It's been tampered, <laughs> tampered with. with. I've been tampered with. I've been tampered with. Sorry, that's an inside joke for Dan. <laughs> I don't but think a, I want to know. It was a car alarm. Yeah. Outside of uh, a nightclub. No, Bill Gray's out in Henrietta. Was it Bill Gray's? I think it was in Henrietta. Okay, yes, it was. I remember that. In the now. parking lot, and there was a car there. And he was showing off, the guy was showing off his new um, car alarm. And uh, so then he decided to set it off just so he could show off. And he opens up the door without the alarm being disarmed. And all of a sudden, you hear the car go, I've been tampered with. <laughs> I've been tampered with. And Dan and I lost it in the parking lot. We were laughing our asses <laughs> oh off. Oh, my for- God. For years, apparently, yeah, still, decades yeah. at this point. The, the door is ajar. No, I've, David, it's I've been trying door. to loosen the door for a week now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, oh. circling back. Mm-hmm. Um, now we we talked about this a little bit on the the ride out, Billy, you and I, mm-hmm. and I know Tanya and I watched the episodes together, uh, and so we kind of made a mention of it. I I, I this is going to be a two part process, and I feel bad about it because. As much as I respect Jordan Peele as a writer, he's a great writer, mm-hmm. and and I really I like how he is his his mo lately has been going back to the classics and giving mm-hmm. him a spin, bringing him back forth into the modern eye. Great, Candyman, Twilight Zone, all the other stuff he's working on, awesome. He's not Rod Serling. No, the voice just no one doesn't bring just, me in. Right, and and so that's the thing. I'm just like. When we were starting to watch the second episode, mm-hmm. uh, The Nightmare at 30,000 Feet, I'm just like, oh, it doesn't have that same gravitas chill that goes down mm-hmm. the back of your, the, down your back when you're ready to like enter the Twilight Zone and things like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. But see, n- no one does. Yeah. Burgess Meredith did it in the 80s, mm-hmm. not the same. Right. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, I believe, in the early 2000s. Yeah, but Forrest Whitaker also, he his voice does have a little bit of that haunting yeah. quality to it. So he was a little closer than the mm-hmm. average bear on that one. Um but you know, see, the thing is, I'm having such a hard time with this commentary because I really don't want to slam Peel's work because he, he's gone. Because it's from, good work, yeah. right? I mean, I like the episode. I think it was just the the narration. Is the narration, what, yeah. is what just yeah. it didn't necessarily grate on my nerves. It just mm-hmm. didn't have the same tenor as right. as the original. And, it, and 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 so, and I know for me, the the answer is going to be obvious for me. But I'm going to ask the question: Is that really that important that it's going to affect the overall product? Potentially, for me, it's yes. I mean, obviously, because I'm making the commentary about it. <laughs> but I, it, it's an interesting question. Still watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I see. I love Twilight Zone, but I like shows like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Mirror. Oh, yeah, I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because Black Mirror is yeah, to me, it's, it's actually better than. Have oh, you yeah. seen Twilight The Invisible Zone. Man yet? I have not. Is it good? It's, I, yeah, Invisible Man. I want to it, see it. it. It's it's got uh, yeah it, it, yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm to me. Black Mirror without a narrator is, is nothing. No, Black no. Mirror doesn't have a narrator, does it? No, it doesn't. Because with, without the narrator, it's uh, to me a fantastic show. It doesn't need a narrator mm-hmm. to sort of make a commentary about what was uh, coming up on the show or it happened previously. And maybe they don't need the narrator on the current Twilight Zone. Maybe Jordan Peele. 
can now, step back a little bit. Maybe it's the brand name of the Twilight Zone that makes the narrator necessary because Rod yeah. Serling. He set mm-hmm. the, the set the score. Because it set the stage Five about. seasons, 35 yeah. episodes mm-hmm. per season. So there's, there's yeah. what, 160, 170 yeah. episodes overall mm-hmm. where you are used to, you're entering another dimension yeah. of sight, a so, dimension yeah. of the mind, of imagine. You know, it's just yeah. that voice. And the way he would kind of like grit his teeth as yeah. he was talking his jaw would not move he was almost canadian mm-hmm. um <laughs> sorry i pick on my cousin sherry all the time because are we throwing the canadians under uh, no, the bus just, just one in particular my cousin sherry just she just she talks without moving her mouth and it's amazing and so she's just like, hello christopher how you doing and it's like oh my god how do you eat you know anyway um carefully <laughs> carefully <laughs> i love you sherry <laughs> She actually listens from time to time. So, so this will be the one. So therefore, I'm going to be sending because her a message. Sherry, listen to I this next episode. I also took that my cousin can kick my ass. But anyway, that's a story. It's <laughs> Sherry with an S H E R R. No, I'm not spelling that out for you. It's trap, right? Wrong. Oh, <laughs> to the way. Damn. <laughs> anyway, leave her alone. No, I'm going to tell. No, leave me alone. <laughs> Hell no. You will not be interested in this episode at all. Why are Please. you doing this to me right now? Are you serious? You're really looking her up? Are yep. you serious? Why are you doing that? Because I can. I don't know if I can. Technology. <gasps> Got her. I do not Cause like you right now. Solution to She's beautiful. Yes, yeah, she is. I'm the ugly one in the family on that side. But your hair's so luxurious. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm not seeing. I'm... But anyway. So I should friend. Yes, her? I'm the ugly cousin. Bad friend. Wow, <laughs> you're doing that. That's amazing right now. <laughs> I'm sweating. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are vibrating. <laughs> I'm really interested in strangling her right now. <laughs> can we do this show on two? Yeah, we can do this show with two people. <laughs> so just <saying. laughs> I'm Me and Billy, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't believe you're doing this to me right now. What are you going to do? You're going to say, hi, I'm Chris's friend, by the way. I'm blowing him in because he makes fun of you? Nope. I'm just making you sweat it out. I hate you. I know. <laughs> At least right now. Well, what what too. did you think of uh, Nightmare at Twenty Thousand <laughs> Feet? William Shatner is a classic. Yeah, I I loved the take on Thirty Thousand Feet mm-hmm. of Adam Scott's character, also mentally fragile. Right. Uh, but finding but the, the idea o- of the podcast recording, listening to a podcast on the plane. Yeah. Of the, of the flight, of the Ta- flight yeah. talking in past tense about the flight that he's on at that very second, yeah. which is like, just so weird. And now it, it, I kept asking myself over and over again, why is he not getting people to listen to this thing? I mean, he tried that first guy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the guy's like, yeah, whatever, and, and, and walked off. But why is it? Just listen to this. Just listen to this. Yeah. Well, because you don't want to put someone else's earbuds in your ears nowadays. You know, still, but it, if it was that, you know, I don't know. I just he didn't. But he stopped trying. But, it. but but do you but do you stop the podcast uh-huh. without knowing what's going to happen, or do you like fast forward? Or like, yeah, I I don't know. It was was it able to like fast forward to because the true podcast, if you looked at the time, was like only twenty eight minutes, mm-hmm. and. The every like timestamp was like seventeen minutes in, and then something else, and something else, and you know that more than seventeen or twenty eight minutes had passed mm-hmm. because he's pausing it, right. type thing. So it just was really weird of everything going through there. Now the uh, one of the theories I read about this episode is that the pilot that was sitting in the plane mm-hmm. that wound up befriending being, Adam and being Scott the pilot. Mm-hmm. 
was a, a was a figment of his imagination. Okay, that would be a, a good proper Twilight Zone twist. Except, uh, th- and that then how did he been... get into the cockpit and beat everybody up? It, did Adam Scott do that? Did um, but but they are saying when uh, the the guy I think Joe was his name the yeah. the pilot was that a couple passengers looked up at him to mm-hmm. it sort of acknowledged his presence yeah so yeah. that's not a real theory but where did he go after the plane crashed hold on because it did say that there were uh, everybody survived, survived save one person and they talked about. His character, yeah. Adam mm-hmm. Scott's character. Yeah. So that's even Joe implying Bo- that- Beaumont is the mm-hmm. ex-pilot. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, one one Easter egg. Yeah. Uh, the original pilot on the flight was uh, Donner. Yeah. Richard Donner directed the original episode, the William Shatner episode. Really? I thought Richard Donner was the director of the movie in no. the 80s. Mm-mm. Donner, so Donner, and, and you also see- That was one of his first directing jobs was the original, tw- was the original Nightmare 20,000 You also see the gremlin at the and end. And you also see yeah. the gremlin stuffed and animal the stuffed washing animal. up under the beach. I love that. I, I thought I, that was a great little tip I, I fanboyed out when I saw that. I had to explain it to Susan because uh-huh. she'd never seen the oh, original. Oh, she didn't see the original yeah. one? So now the, the second one, 30,000 feet, that was a longer episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the, about 35 minutes. Yeah, 20,000 yeah. feet was like 25 minutes, yeah. if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And um, do we feel that, I mean, which one was better at, at creating the tension? First one. Mm-hmm. I th- well, I don't know. I, 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 I think the second one sort of lost something. Where and when? Uh, to me, almost when, the, when Joe Beaumont sort of became more important Right, the, a little shark jump action yeah. there when he started influencing yeah. Adam Scott's character, mm-hmm. Justin. I think was the guy's name. Was that Justin? Is the yeah. the main character? Justin. The main, so when Joe started um, kind of influencing Justin, I sort of wanted to see where it was going mm-hmm. with him listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. and so he became the Justin became the tool of his own demise. I I, I think the, the the deserted island thing was sort of a letdown. Okay. I don't just me. Mm-hmm. It, it was a little anticlimactic, even though I thought it was a really good episode. And I got it. You know, with they the way they displayed um, the broken plane in the atoll in the bay of the atoll, mm-hmm. uh, and then they say, "Oh yeah, everybody survived." How? Yeah. How, how does that work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One, how do you how do you get the plane into there? Right. It breaks into like three or four pieces, and everybody survived. How how how's that work? I want to be in that plane. I'll tell you that much. Well, I don't, but I do. You know, it's kind of. The weird, weird juxtaposition of. I thought Adam Scott things. was excellent in yeah. the uh, passenger role, mm-hmm. and th- th- I like the beginning where you sort of see him before they get on the plane. It, it sort of sets up his character. He's a writer, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he has the guy sign the, the magazine, and it, it it sort of builds a tension before yeah. the plane takes off. Um, what's the commentary on society in there? I felt that there was one towards the end when they all turned on Justin at the end. Hmm. You know, like everybody dogpiled on that poor man as they blamed him for the, the plane crash, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, the, all you was just a reporter, an investigative reporter who yeah. managed to find a really weird podcast and it ended up cr- unleashing a chain of events. And do you... I don't know. Do you think it was a commentary, like an anti-media, anti-press thing? 
I don't know if it's an anti-media, anti-press thing. Well, maybe to a degree. Yeah. Maybe to a degree. I was, I, I just, how society reacts to tragedy and trauma, I think. I don't know. It's just, hmm. I, we kind of hinted at it a little bit at the top of our conversation today because we've spent so much time talking about what's going on in reality in today's mm-hmm. society right now with the with the virus action, with COVID-19 and, you know, and how people are responding to it. Mm-hmm. We kind of hinted at it a little bit. And this is something I've been thinking about since I watched that final scene of 30,000 feet where they all just, they ganged up on him. They blamed him for the crash and they came after him and, and effectively beat him to death is what's the implication. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so is that, I don't know. Suddenly, suddenly I'm now at a loss to understand my own thinking on that <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to this podcast later. Maybe see, I'll be inspired. <laughs> see, if I knew that what had happened in the world in the last week mm-hmm. was going to happen, I may have suggested for a Twilight Zone episode, and there isn't a remake of it, but the monsters are doing Maple Street. I don't know if you've ever seen the episode. It's mm-hmm. where... It's it, they're in a neighborhood mm-hmm. and just neighbors who always been friendly with each other, some friends, but weird things start happening. Lights start going on and off. Okay. Cars start, and it be it creates a paranoia uh-huh. uh, because at one point it, there's like a is our aliens doing this? And there's one neighbor that has like a, a basement shelter that not everyone can fit into. And how, co- Hey, how come his lights work and ours don't? Mm-hmm. And how come this person's electricity is on, but ours isn't. Mm-hmm. And it creates sort of a neighbor versus neighbor thing. And it, it's, it's almost, I, I want I don't want to use the word trope, but that seems to be something that's been common in a lot of, uh, at least sci-fi writing, mm-hmm. you know, in mystery writing is that whole, it, it really is a comment. I think there's a lot of people who are making the same comment that we've made, or I've made at least on several occasions, of how far we have not come mm-hmm. as a society. I, I was writing a short story. I've never got around to finishing it, but it was in the um, the sci-fi universe that Dan and a couple of friends of ours and I were we had been working on over the years. Uh, and I called it, it was The Sheriff. And it's, it's another planet entirely, but it's a human settlement. And it's this whole... Very kind of easygoing story uh, from the perspective of basically a good old fashioned country sheriff, you know, in a in a more advanced futuristic time. Uh-huh. So instead of a ground cruiser, he's got a hovercraft, you know, kind of thing, right. stuff like that. But he still talks about the same stuff. He talks about the farmers. He talks uh-huh. about the, you know, the the the, t- the state uh, f- uh, fairs and things like that. Uh-huh. But something happens, and another thing happens, and and so it starts. You start seeing this um, wheel start to move. And people start kind of reacting to this one thing and it starts spreading out and everybody starts kind of reacting in a very similar fashion. Mm-hmm. The mob mentality takes over. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mob mentality. Mob, that's, 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 the, yeah. that's the phrase I was struggling to come. See, this is why I should not be waking up at 4.30 in the morning on a podcast day. Um, you know, and, and I think that the phrase that kept me going, and, and I, I intend to finish this story one of these days, so I'm not going to get all the way to the end on telling it uh, here, but... The story that, that the phrase that always pops into my head is how far we haven't come. Mm-hmm. People, futurists, and and the you know the hopeful types, there, and which I love to be one one of these days again. That would be great. I've become very cynical. Um, they they're always oh look how far we've come as society. Look how far we have come. Look how far we have come. But then certain things happen, and look how far we haven't come. Yeah, yeah, we still act like. You know the barbarians at the gate. See, I, I I see it both ways in that 
you know, you see the bad stuff. You see how people are turning against each other, mm-hmm. whether it's politically or, you know, mm-hmm. fighting over uh, hand sanitizer, toilet paper, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I've also, you know, because I've had some bad luck in the last few months, I've also seen a lot of really good things. That's good. You no, know, a lot of people have done really, really nice, beyond nice stuff. For I, me. I, you know, and that to the point where. Gives me hope to hear that. It, it it's really stunning, mm-hmm. and you think, "Wow, people are good." And I I prefer to think of it that mm-hmm. way. And then in general, people I think are pretty pretty good. What's that? Line? I posted it from uh, I posted a meme version of it. The one from uh, Men in Black: A person is smart. Mm-hmm. People you know, are dumb. People are yeah. dumb. People plural. Mm-hmm. I mean, I my hand to God, this happened. Every time I tell this story lately, people are like, "Oh, you're making this up." And I swear to God, I saw it with my own eyes. I walked into a convenience store that's in my work area, you know, of, of the city that I that I uh-huh. patrol, uh-huh. for lack of a better way of describing it. And when I walked, as soon as I walked into the store, I knew something was wrong. And there was a, a person at uh, a, a, a customer in front of the registers telling off the store manager at the top of their lungs, screaming at the store manager who was looking like a lost puppy under the assault. Um, because... Because the convenience store was offering Corona beer in its case, and that Corona's got that nasty Corona thing going on, and why are yeah. you why are you subjecting people mm-hmm. to this? And the poor store manager was trying. It was just an. It's not the beer is yeah. not involved in it in any way, shape, or form. It's just a name that was chosen for this particular virus. thing going. This virus going. But the the customer was bound and determined to let them know that she was going mm-hmm. to call the police. Unless they went back there right now and they got rid of that out of that case right now immediately, mm-hmm. this happened. I watched it. Oh, happen. I, I believe you. And I, I mean, I, I remember on so, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. Garth Brooks got huge uh, backlash for wearing a Bandy Barry Sanders jersey in Detroit. Did mm-hmm. you didn't see the story? Mm-hmm. I'd heard something about it. Okay, yeah. Garth Barry Brooks, Sanders. Barry Sanders, Detroit Lions running back, right. legend. You know. Way retired. Yeah. Or number 20. And Garth Brooks was a fan, so he was wearing a Sanders 20 jersey, uh-huh. which made a bunch of- uh, I think people think that it was Bernie Sanders Bernie 2020. Bernie Sanders 2020. And there was this whole meme that came out in regards to it. Deion Sanders, Bernie Sanders, Barry, Barry Sanders. Sanders. All, all One the of di- these things is not like the other. Ty- so, same Bar- thing. So Garth Brooks got huge backlash, death threats- Blah, 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 for wearing a Barry Sanders jersey from people who are anti-Bernie Sanders. That's amazing. Because there are people out there that are ignorant, and uh-huh. they just jump to conclusions without having all the facts. And doesn't that kind of fit, to, to, to circle this all the way back around, doesn't that fit kind of the, the, the tenor of the 30,000 feet episode? 20,000 mm-hmm. feet, they kind of humored him to a particular degree. Right. Even yeah, the like, one flight, the flight engineer comes back to talk to William Shatner's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, and said, "Oh yeah, no, no, we we know about it, but we just don't want to alert anybody." Right. And, and Shatner yeah. kind of, "Oh, you're patronizing me, whatever." But they they didn't so much feed into it, but they that, kind of like that's just, a good point. Like they they were kinder. They, they were kinder. Mm-hmm. You know, where in this one you could like the, of the flight attendants, mm-hmm. for instance, the African American one with the the, the the longer hair, like mm-hmm. the, the afro, um, he was getting really snarky yeah. with Adam Scott's character, like right off the jump, like, "No, you you sit your ass down." And and behave yourself, and then the one woman she kept getting more and more steadily more frustrated with the passenger, right. mm-hmm. rather than trying to hear them out and be kind and understand. 
this it's again commentary it, in society it actually. is you it, just brought up an interesting point that's something i forgot about the second version the adam scott version mm-hmm. also plays a lot into commentary i think on sort of racial nationalism uh, yeah true they do touch on o- that a other bit. other um yeah. like, ster- it's like stereotyping in uh no like, because you had the profiling. middle eastern the, the middle, middle eastern, eastern people, people yeah the, the, the russians or the germans yeah. or so whatever. there was a lot of you know do we trust those people mm-hmm. type of thing so it's a lot of social commentary mm-hmm. in that 30,000 mm-hmm. episode that 30,000 foot episode Yes, but I want to bring up a little tidbit of trivia about the first episode. Okay. We know that Shatner is legendary for pulling pranks on the set. Okay. It, it doesn't matter. So, it, so it's been doing, he'd been doing that since the early part of his career, I'm assuming? Yes. So Here it comes. You know that he always was messing with Leonard Nimoy on the Star Trek set, things like that, constantly. So... In this one, William Shatner played an elaborate prank on the set when he conspired with a friend who was visiting the filming. Actor Ed Barnes to trick the director, Richard Donner, into thinking Shatner died. I tell you, I can tell you right there. This is going bad. Between takes, when Donner was off was offset getting coffee, Shatner and Barnes um, staged a fake fight on the set, which was suspended some 30 feet above a giant empties tank. When Donna ran back into the studio to see what was happening, the two men chased each other around the back of the airplane set and wound up atop the, air, the plane wing. Donna saw a body falling off the wing and Burns yelling in terror as it impacted on the concrete floor. Donner said that when he ran to the fallen motionless figure, thinking it was a dead or grievously injured William Shatner, he was greeted with laughter the moment he realized it was just an articulated human dummy that two <laughs> men had found in another part of the studio and threw off the wing. Donner later joked, honestly, my first reaction was, don't tell me I have to shoot the whole show over again. <laughs> that is so weird for a couple reasons. First, it's, it's funny. But Chris, Chris and I were... Just as we were walking into this house, uh-huh. we were discussing a similar stunt. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The uh, the Benfold ben Fights Fold Five uh, concert. MySpace concert. Mm-hmm. Um, we're referring to a concert that happened several years back with the band Benfolds Five in their, their rehearsal studio. And so it's this huge studio. It had a catwalk around it and everything. And so during this one particular song, I don't remember exactly which one, but the camera is panning the crowd. And at one point, it's taking a particular liking to this one guy who's walking along the catwalk who then leans precariously over said catwalk. And then there's a quick couple of jump cuts and then you're you 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 like during the one cut you see this thing drop from the catwalk but it's snapping to Benfolds sitting at his piano playing the song still. But you hear the crowd going ah and, you know and uh and every and the whole thing stops for a second, and there's the 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 camera gyrates a little bit, like it's been hit with fuzz or whatever. And then you quick, it's a Texas switch, a Texas cut, where they look back to the crowd, and you see the guy step up, and he gets up, he dusts himself off, and walks away. So it was a whole gag, played by Ben Folds on the audience, well, with the audience's help on the audience at home. Uh, but yeah, Billy and I were talking about it just as we were walking. <laughs> Turns out they got the idea from William Shatner. Apparently, that's a thing. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got anything else on that file there, Tanya? Fabulous. No, I'm checking my email. You're checking your email. Yeah. Did you get anything good? I don't know. Any yet. contracts? Any guest announcements? Do we have any guest announcements? No new contracts. Okay. Because Nico's going to ask. Yeah. No, we have not gotten any new contracts. <laughs> he since texted last me week. after I made a big deal about calling him out. <laughs> right. 
I, after calling him out on Nerd World News last week, he's like, I didn't think I was that bad. I'm like, oh, we're just busting your chops, buddy. You're fine. <laughs> and, um, and let's see. Uh, more trivia. Um, this, uh, the Nightmare at 20,000 Feet was one of four to be remade for the Twilight Zone, the movie. Which, okay. if it, the movie is very good, John Lithgow plays the main the character. character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's really good let's in it. See. Very sweaty. Mm-hmm. Inspired the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode, Terror at Five and a Half Feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me tell you, though. I got to I got to tell you. Nightmare in 20,000 Feet, the original version with William Shatner, um, it hits in one of those jump cuts like my worst nightmare of, of I, I have this running. You were freaking out when we were watching it because you're like, I don't like flying. I will, I, oh, really? Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't know that was a thing. I hate flying to begin with. I'm not a fan either, but I don't do it. I will do it as a necessary evil, right? Now, at one point, Early on, when it's being established, this thing is on the wing, and, Sh- and Shatner's seeing it. He pulls the curtain. All right. Oh, when he pulls it, he, and the monster's face is right up back, against and the, the window. monster's face is in the freaking window. That is like penult. That's yeah. Chris's nightmare number one to look at a window and see a face staring back at me, and like when I don't expect it to be there, and I'm like, oh my god, no, no, I'm done with. That's this. why I'm you've done. jumped when I've hopped oh. up in front of your uh, truck window when you at least expect it. Worst, it's I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate Yay, that. I got something else to get him with. Oh, no, that's not a good idea because it might not, it might not end well. <laughs> but no. It's your truck you, seat that's going to get peed on, not me. Even <laughs> though it looks sort of like an evil Muppet, it still is a scary-looking monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not re- particularly realistic, but it's still really... I mean, you know it's a guy creepy. in a gorilla suit with a weird mask. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so obvious, but still, it's the way that they present it. Yeah. And I would hate to be the actor in that suit because, man, they were pouring a shit ton of water on him yeah. during the course of the episode so he had to be hauling around yeah. a waterlogged suit the entire he time did a good job even with just the facial expressions uh-huh, uh-huh. even yeah. though the half upper yeah. half of his face was a mask mm-hmm. essentially right yeah it was just i tell you when he pulled that curtain back and the face was right there i'm like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's why you jumped <laughs> oh god i was not a happy camper i'm like okay plane plus that equals chris does not like this episode anymore <laughs> And then the podcast episode that I guess the guy that did the podcast voice has a very popular podcast. Oh yeah, um, one that I don't yes. listen was to. It like but a true it's a the, vo- voice. the voice yeah. speaking on the podcast is that of Dan Carlin. Known Dan Carmen. Dan Carmen. <laughs> Dan Carlin. Oh, okay. Known well for his real podcast, Hardcore History. Interesting. Um. So his. His podcast would fit this particular type of an incident. Mm-hmm. Got it. The podcaster's name. Is Rodman Edwards is a take of Rod Serling's full name, Rodman Edwards Serling. Got it. Um, d- 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 the magazine cover in the airport with Justin's article, the one that Joe and Justin briefly fight over, despite that there's many copies there, mm-hmm. and that Joe has Justin sign, has the image of William Shatner's face from the Twilight Zone, a 1959 episode, the Twilight Zone. Um, nightmare at twenty thousand feet from nineteen sixty three. Oh, that's a good pick cool, up on that. Also, and and I love it when a show Easter eggs itself. Mm-hmm. Supernatural is very good at that from time to time. Um, but if you if you're looking closely, this is episode uh, Nightmare at thirty thousand feet, episode two of the new Twilight mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. Episode one revolves around a stand up comedian, comedian. Mm-hmm. whose face is all over the magazine in the top rack of the gift shop at the airport. 
I, I read that when I did my little research. I noticed that. I didn't that. catch it. Yeah, I noticed Because I, I watched that episode. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch the episode. first episode, but I remember yes. seeing yeah. the, the trailer of it. Yep. So his face was in my head, and I just I have an uncanny knack for crap like that. It says um, there, are two, there are magazine covers showing Samir, Samir from The Twilight Zone, The Comedian, mm-hmm. and Oliver Foley from The Twilight Zone, The Wonder Kind. So it's two... Two Twilight Zone. Two episode. Twilight Zone episodes. So when a show is good at, at Easter egging itself, mm-hmm. that's always I like that. That's a nice. That's a nice piece of, of fan fan service there, um, in my opinion. And at around one minute, the main character's backpack at the security checkpoint is shown to have a decorative pin of the character Walter Sobchak from The Big Lebowski. <laughs> like Adam Scott's character in this episode, Walter Sobchak also suffers from emotional trauma, which exasperates his irritability and his erratic behavior. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So there's a clue even without realizing it was a clue. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I just thought the guy was a big Lebowski fan, which gave him credit in my opinion. Nope. And I like Adam Scott as an actor. He does mostly yeah. comedic does he work. Uh-huh. Uh, part, he's always kind of like deadpan, rack. too. He's, he's very, he's, he's doesn't go out of his way to be funny. He just finds himself in in. He's got sort of an attitude, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Good Place he's in, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Was he in... Um, the Party Down? Is that the name of the yeah, show? Yeah, Party Down. Yeah, that's a good show, too. Did he play the the kid uh, in American Beauty? I don't think Opposite so. Opposite Thor Birch's character? Hold on. Maybe. I didn't think about he that. He looked familiar. I just I, I wasn't placing it. I know that might have been somebody else. Career. Career. Filmography. He's with... Uh, he was in the remake of Secret Life of Walter Mitty, yes. along with Ben Stiller. With Ben Stiller. He was the snarky new boss. He plays snarky very well. He was in uh, uh, Star Trek: First Contact. Yep, the de- he had a defiant the, con officer. He had a couple oh, of lines right. in that first battle scene. I thought I recognized him. Mm-hmm. I don't see him at, at American Beauty. I'm thinking about somebody else then. When the was American was like, Beauty? Oh, that's a good ninety-two. No. 95? The first one that has um, 96 Hellraiser Bloodline. Uh, the Last Days of Frankie the Fly. 1999 for the American Beauty film. And Not Winding Roads. Uh, he was in Monster in Law. Oh, it was Wes Bentley. Oh, okay. Yeah, playing that character. I, I, had, I had the wrong guy. But I'm a big Twilight Zone fan, and I'm going to continue my binging of the CBS All Access Yeah, show. let me know what and you think of it. I, I watched the third episode last night, which was also very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, Jordan Peele um, seems to like to push the sort of, uh, not race button, because that sounds derogatory. He, he likes to examine sort of race. Uh, Racial tensions. Well, and I think he, that's necessary. I really yeah. do. I think, and I think a show like The Twilight Zone will would is going to give him a really good vehicle mm-hmm. to put a spotlight on stuff like that. Really, mm-hmm. um, you know, we saw it a little bit in in Nightmare Thirty Thousand Feet. Yeah, you know, but turning turning the world on its ear through media through entertainment mm-hmm. is is kind of a classic move. And the third episode had a race a racist sheriff down south uh-huh. sort of tormenting. Uh, a black mom and her son. Did a comeuppance come around, or was it just an, an additional? Because uh, a little you know, we bit Ameri- of a, a comeuppance, but sort of a. a we Americans they, love our tidy packages. You no, know, that, they right? they they imply that things eventually don't go well. Okay. 
which yeah, is is good. And I think, yeah. again, Twilight Zone is a great vehicle for stuff like that. Because like I said, mm-hmm. we Americans, we're used to our tidy packages. We want to see mm-hmm. a beginning. We want to see a middle. We want to see an end. More often than not, we want to see the villain get his and the hero win, mm-hmm. right? We've come into an era these days where the anti-hero has gained some serious popularity. But we still like to see those those the, the, the really nasty sons of bitches get theirs. One review of Nightmare at 30,000 Feet that mm-hmm. I read brought up that uh, it doesn't ultimately succeed as an episode because Twilight Zone normally gives the comeuppance to the bad guy. Adam Scott didn't necessarily... Didn't necessarily he was trying to, to help. Yeah. Yeah. But, so you know, so his ultimate the, fate... He mm-hmm. didn't deserve. He makes the, but Jordan Peele makes in the narration, mm-hmm. the closing narration of, the, of that episode, you know, it makes the old adage, mm-hmm. uh, the road to hell is paved with good intention. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, what did you do? It's, are you inexorable, dest- in, in, in an inexorable destiny? Mm-hmm. Are you in this chain of events and you can't get out? You were always meant to be a part of it. You're always meant to be this. You know, this, it was weird. It was definitely weird. Yeah. I would like to have seen them do. I don't know. I'd like to have seen him do a different interaction. Not a, maybe more with the podcast interaction. That uh, was my favorite part, actually. Yeah, was I the podcast. Just, I was stuff. listening to the podcast yeah. and, mm-hmm. and then comparing it to what was going on. Yeah. He's like looking around, life, like yeah. <sighs> you know, it's like he missed an opportunity. I didn't see, and maybe it was just the the fault of the hardware of the actual device itself. But I didn't see him like fast forwarding or rewinding or anything. Right, like that. and that and and the the um, you would think. In today's technology, that looked even very... The, even the earliest MP3 readers would have that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. It, it looked like the, like the antique type radios. But it, it, had, had, a, it, had, but it had, had an iPod had, screen. Right, but it said MP3 at the top, and yeah. it had that, and it just, it looked like a combination of, um, you now know that you um, can like go to like Best Buy or whatever mm-hmm. and get a vintage, and and vintage, vintage type yeah. radio, yeah. But it uses all today's technology, and right. I think that was kind of like the play on it. That it was like, ooh, it was a, an older type thing. That it also ties the two episodes together because you have one technology that appears to be from the original episode, and then acts like the current episode. Mm-hmm. So because he takes out his AirPods and to, to put the headset to, to put the headset on because he's like he realizes that his AirPods can't connect to that right. so now he starts looking for mm-hmm. an actual head headphones to mm-hmm. to plug into it so it was a little interesting on that take so did we like the episode thirty thousand I liked it but I liked this the original better. twenty better yeah how about you T you just yawned my way through that noncommittal answer. Well, so I wasn't feeling good Friday night too. You weren't. So that's true. Oh. My, I, I don't know if it was my sugar levels were off, but oh. I just did not. All of a sudden, just did not feel a hundred percent. And it's not mm-hmm. the, the, the cold or the yeah. coronavirus. Okay. It was just like my, I was fine, and then all of a sudden, I'm just like, Chris, do you have a snack? Do you have whatever? I didn't have any bread or toilet paper. That's what it was. So it was really. It was <laughs> I'm like, do you have fruit snacks? Because I need knew at that point. I do I, now. By the way, I, I bought them in your honor. Well, it didn't help on Friday. I'm sorry. No, but just having the little pudding cup helped because I think mm-hmm. my sugar had, level uh, had dropped too far, and mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's yeah. what I say too when I want something. <laughs> no, I. Oh, I so, really think I need a Twix bar. <laughs> I you know, something something was off. So, but no, I mean I enjoyed it. I mean I've always liked the Twilight Zone episodes. I don't really like dive in to look at analyzing them. I just usually try to check my brain at the yeah, door and yeah. sit back and enjoy. Twilight Zone 
is probably one of my top five or ten shows of all time. Just right, in December, I think it was, they did a 60th anniversary of Twilight Zone, a Fathom Events thing at, at Tinseltown. Mm-hmm. At You're like, I was there. Yeah, I, it was amazing. I remember, and we could talk about this in another episode down the road, but I remember the Bill Mooney episode when he was playing oh, the small child yeah, who, it's could, a wonderful life. who could teleport yeah. people away just because he was pissed at him or something mm-hmm. like that. And everybody was so scared of this kid. Yep. I remember that episode vividly. And they remade that one in the Twilight Zone movie, too. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, they did. All right. Um, so that's that sounds like a good conversation to, or a good spot to end that conversation on. And we can come back to this another time like we do often with other things. Uh, we so always circle the wagons. We circle. We don't circle the wagons. That's why we take so many beatings. We circle around <laughs> to conversations, though. And we're going to circle around to this one again another time. There's so many choice stories from the Twilight Zone legacy to, to work with and let us know your favorites yeah let us know your favorites tell us what you think we're always willing to hear your uh, your two cents on any subject we talk about uh, so we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about some events and we'll talk about our question of the week the flight of mr robert wilson has ended now a flight not only from point a to point b but also from the fear of recurring mental breakdown mr wilson has that fear no longer Though for the moment he is, as he has said, alone in this assurance. Happily, his conviction will not remain isolated too much longer. For happily, tangible manifestation is very often left as evidence of trespass, even from so intangible a quarter as the Twilight Zone. And we're back from break. (laughs) I love how that works. It's so convenient. And all of this stuff will still be on our uh, video type behind thing. The scenes. Behind the scenes. We're going to have a behind, we're on, behind we're the scenes reel finally. We're on break and whatever. After, after doing this job for almost four years, we're going to have a behind the scenes reel finally. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be so long. Okay, never mind. That's what she said. I'm mind. waiting. I was waiting. That's <laughs> after I said it was waiting. So, Tanya, dear. Yes. What kind of events? Do we, we still have events We still do have events planned. At um, the people have to just keep... Um, keep keep an eye on things. On our uh, Facebook page mm-hmm. and our website and things like that. Um, as of now, and today we're recording on March 15th, and this is dropping, I don't know, either the 18th or the... The Ides of March. The 25th or whatever. Happy, happy birthday, La- Laura. Yeah. Um, and beware, uh, and uh, happy birthday, Sybil, who uh, Sybil celebrated was yes, her birthday yes, yesterday. yesterday. Sybil. Sybil. So, Sybil. Laura Sybil's Sybil. in Hawaii. Sybil's in Hawaii visiting her dad. Yes, yes, I have I have very little empathy for her at the moment because so she's loving she's, life. Yeah, she's, she's, although you she's, may have empathy for her, she can't get back. Yeah. That's the thing. No, but no, uh, no. but I don't think she's gonna being stuck in paradise doesn't sound like a problem yeah. to yeah, me. Yeah, no, Good and she unless, deserves it. And I'll tell you what, unless they Sybil run out of toilet it. paper there that they can't get <laughs> shipped out to Hawaii because it's out Probably, of the man. continental forty-eight states. You know, I'm sorry, Sybil. You know, you're stuck eating poi. Poi. You know that? Just grab a cat. Yeah. Um. As of now, as I said, March 15th, Ides of March, March 18th, whenever we're dropping this episode, yep. FLXCon is still happening as of what we're um, being told Being told as of now. Right. Um, April 18th from 10 to 7 at the Quality Inn in Waterloo. 10 to 4, I thought. 10 to 5? 10 to 5. 10 to 5? 10 to 5, I think. I don't know. Check the okay. Facebook page. <laughs> 25 or 6 to 4. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm like now that song's not, in my head. Thank you, Billy. Ann's not here to to tell me, but yeah. um. And we're working nine to five. Working nine, nine to five. five. 
So yeah, the the, the, the Finger Lakes radio group has not told us whether or not they're planning yes. on As canceling of, it. At like this time. Thursday or Friday, when Anne checked in with the those mm-hmm. directors, it was still on. Okay. Um, Michael Kosky sent me a message the other day saying, "Are we still on?" I'm like, "As far as I know." Um, so if he yes. comes to town, we just you know, and and the cons canceled. We'll just bring him home and hang out. Yeah, play yeah, cards against humanity, right. stuff like that. Man, he wins at that game. So um, he's well, he's that twisted. That's oh, why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I so that, that that is still happening. Um, then uh, March eighteenth, uh, Comic Chicks are dropping another episode of their. What did Wade buy this week, and what's in there? And we're gonna. So I have three days to read a comic book. <laughs> Come on, time. I have do three it. days to read a comic. I can do it. I can do it. Um, so yes, we're gonna be uh, dropping a live episode of um, the Comic Chicks, and I'll be learning more about comic books and things like that. I've had a dream about opening comic books. It was really weird. It, it, so it's like now going into. Do they speak to you yet? No, but it was just You're weird that me. I opened one that was signed and whatever, and had like this was just, like between last night and this morning, whatever. And as far as I know, Daniel, we are still on for May thirtieth and thirty first at the Total Sports know, Experience yeah. FC three twenty twenty, the fifth year. Fifth year. It, it might be a Twilight Zone dimension type yeah. thing that that. Thing. But yes, we are still on. No, we have no new guest announcements yet. Um, I have a couple contracts out that I'm waiting for mm-hmm. them to come back. Um, so the, we will have guest announcements yes. coming up, but um, they don't have them yet. The agent is currently traveling um, for that particular guest mm-hmm. um, out of the country, but they're not in a country that's affected by coronavirus. They're not one of those whatever things. So um, as soon as I have that information, Chris and Dan and Laura and Anne and everything else will have that information and then you guys will have that information. Absolutely. So it will come down the pipeline first to me mm-hmm. and then to Dan and Chris and then out to you guys. Um, so let, me, let me ask, do, do we have, I don't know if we've discussed this or not, do we have like a, a, a deadline date? Like we're going to we're going to be no. set in stone on a decision making process by this date. Nothing is set in stone these days. I, because I, I only asked because somebody has asked me. Yeah. I, mean, I think right now, aren't we like kind of just playing it by playing everything the, by the, ear? The information that comes down from mm-hmm. the state mm-hmm. and when county. The, they're all well, playing it by state and by county. Day yeah. Much. yeah. So we're yeah. just going along with the flow. Right. And we're far enough out right now where yeah, we're still we, two and a half months hard, away. It's hard to know what it's going to be at that time. Right. Right. You know, so I mean, there's so big things like the lilac festival before us, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And let's just see what happens mm-hmm. at that point. I mean, if the lilac festival cancels, then we're going to have to do some soul searching. If I that think. cancels, I think we'd pretty much be canceled. Yeah. We'd, we'd be postponed. 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 Yeah. I, I think we're, yeah. we're, we're, we have asked about other dates. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we trying as hard as we can not to, to stay in May. To. So the bottom line we want our our fans and followers to understand is that this is not something we're blowing off. It's not something we're ignoring. We're keeping an eye on it every day. Mm-hmm. We're keeping an eye on the situation around the world every day. Uh, and if it's necessary to do and make decisions to protect people, we're going to make those decisions uh, because we'd much rather have you all partying Safe. together than and safely partying together than uh, to, to put on a show run and, risks. and run risks and right. make sure like it's that. safe for our guests to travel exactly and, you know, mm-hmm. this and that so yeah. we'll, we'll adjust if we have to but um hopefully 
we're still going on for May 30th, 31st right now. Yep. So. Which seriously, and, well, it's like 10 weeks away. It's mm-hmm. two and a half months. So we've got some time to figure things out. I'm assuming Dan has a, has a daily countdown going. I, I, have, no, I have no idea. Did you not put it on our Facebook, on our uh, website yet, the countdown? I don't know. Did we have a countdown counter? We did. We'll, we'll have to go to the, the website and find out. I don't know. Maybe at the time this FC3. podcast drops, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> FC3ROC.com. Check it out to see if there's a countdown <laughs> timer. Going into the past. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe by this time. Happen. That's going to um, um, And So, I Bill, d- maybe we should like put a key in the right spot, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> and in regards to game nights, I don't know at this point if we're going to schedule any out no, right I, now just because... The restaurants themselves um, are making sure that they're taking every precaution mm-hmm. and for dining and things like that and making sure that people are like three to f- six feet away from each other. So not many spots. So um, at least for the foreseeable future, there's not going to be any um, game nights. But um, but what we are currently planning is May 16th to have cosplay a day. cosplay PJ party at 585 Rockin Burger Bar. Yes. yes. So um, details will be coming out probably they should be out they will be out when this podcast drops but we're still working out a couple final things here as we're recording so dun, dun, dun. I will be yet again May cosplaying as my favorite fantasy character somebody who actually gets sleep at night. <laughs> pure fantasy character. It is a pure fantasy character. Yeah. All right, so we've come to the time of the podcast where we ask ourselves, what is the question of the week? And I think I found a good one. Yes, you did. Hey, Billy Billy. Yes, sir. Billy, if you could retcon a single character's death, who would you choose and and why? The first thing that popped in my head when I read the question, and to me it's easy, mm-hmm. Jason Todd Robin. Okay. Joker killed him. Stay dead. You're not Red Hood. Uh-huh. You're, it, that the beating that the Joker gave him was so brutal. Yeah, he stays dead. That's it. So you would retcon. I not, mean, you went through you the would, whole problem. You would not retcon of, the death. You would retcon com, the aftermath. Yes. Of the death. Yeah. So, I, I would keep him dead mm-hmm. uh, because DC went through the whole publicity thing where they had a 1-900 number, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. That, where people could vote whether or not to kill him. And we found well, out just how brutal society was. They killed him. So. Uh, and stay dead. Yeah. Yeah, and Red Hood's a fine character, mm-hmm. but... You could have written and that and I, else. And I understand uh, Jason Todd's animosity, mm-hmm. and, but no, I, I, I would have kept Robin dead because it, it created such... Both... In, Real life in society, the whole vote to kill Robin or mm-hmm. not, and uh, um, was it Neil Adams and no, uh, Denny? What's the writer's name? Uh, Dennis Dennis O'Neill. Okay, I think was the uh, the editor. They, they did a great job mm-hmm. at writing the story of making it happen, and I I, I would have kept it the way it was. I think it, nowadays no one stays dead. Yeah. If well, that's a thing. And they used to say the only people, Uncle Ben, they haven't brought back yet, right? Is well, he they, the only they did one? In, they did in a couple of alternate timeline ones where they did a what if. I think it was where Uncle Ben did not pass away. Okay. But uh, for the most part, in terms of all of the actual mainline storylines of, mm-hmm. of Spider-Man over the years, Uncle Uncle Ben being dead is always the clutch. Yeah. 
thing that's just that fixed point in time, if I may borrow I, a Doctor Who phrase. And I would have kept uh, Jason Todd dead. Okay. So not retconning a death, but retconning the resurrection after the death. Yeah. I did. Is that a good answer then? I'll work with it. Okay. I can work with that. How about you there, young lady? Um, I was thinking Boromir in Lord of the Rings. Okay. Do you find that... Sean Bean shouldn't die. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Retcon, retcon all of, of Sean, Sean Bean's, Bean's characters. Character Come on. <laughs> all, like, what, 27 of them, I think He's somebody a, said? At, the, at this point. Yeah, Sean Bean has died no, on um, film 27 times or something like that. Ridiculous number. Yeah. Retcon I, I, all of them. I, I, I don't know. Um, it was, I was thinking about this. I think the one that probably hit me the hardest with the, the character death was mm. probably Black Widow. Okay. In in this one, but uh-huh. I can see it. Um, the reason why they had to do it because to in order to get the soul stone, you had to yeah. whatever. But right, right, right. It, it, it had to be somebody else. I I don't know, but mm. or the fact that that she did die, or just kind of um going back and identifying the fact that she did sacrifice herself or whatever for the good of all. I mean, they're all like, Oh, Tony Stark, Oh, Tony Stark, whatever. And she was like uh, just a mere passing thought mm-hmm. during the movie. And that that's, so mm-hmm. I think maybe if, if you can't bring her back, at least bring back her memory of this was her family, this was whatever. And then she did stuff for her family. Cause it really wasn't played I'm out wonder- as much. Well, I'm wondering what's going to happen in the black widow movie. That's coming out very soon. It's in between, um, civil war and, um, infinity war. Right. So you're going to get a lot more of her family background, but it's still... Is there going to be a tag scene that does the, the proper resolution finally, though? So, you know, it's, so it's going to be interesting to see how they May, handle that. Um, allegedly May 1st, but I've heard April 24th they've pushed it back. They've they've upped it that um, Black Widow's not coming out May 1st anymore. It's April 24th. Yeah, we want to isolate and quarantine people who may be sick during this trying time of viruses, However, but we're going to go ahead and bump up the uh, the release of a really popular movie to make sure that nobody can but, see it. But they've also pushed back a, job, qui- a Quiet Place 2. They've uh-huh. pushed that out. and um, They also pushed out um, some, 007. James Bond, yeah, James James Bond, Bond is, because is it has to, to the... do with about an enemy that created a virus. Yes. Oh. And, yeah, uh, so they, they're being sensitive to it. They're being sensitive. Did they move out of Mulan? Mulan's been postponed, canceled outright. Oh, really? Okay. And so the theory is that Mulan's live action movie is going to probably be released on Disney Plus somewhere along okay. the line. But yeah, so, the yeah, theater they've release adjusting. of Mulan's been canceled for what I'm being. And told. they said on like Netflix series right now that mm-hmm. they've stopped production on certain series. Yeah, right but, now because but not of because every- of the series being canceled it's because no, of no because the 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 coronavirus COVID nineteen. But actually, the situation. funny thing is about them moving the James Bond movie because of the virus thing. Mm-hmm. Right now, the most popular movie on Netflix, I think that they put, I think it was Outbreak. Is Outbreak. Contagion. Dustin Hoffman yeah. is getting a, a resurrection they, of his They career. threw that on there last week. Yeah. I was going to say, is Contagion out there like too? Crazy, yeah. That was a great movie too. I remember watching it several times. Was I, it I the one with movie. Rene Russo? Yes. Yes. Or the monkey? Yep. Yes. In Cuba Gooding Jr. Okay. Great characters. Yeah. It was, yeah. I, I saw that one a lot. So yeah, I'm like I don't know. I'm like I know that the character deaths or whatever are designed specifically, but mm-hmm. maybe it's any of our character deaths in our D and D campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I get attached to my character just a little too much. Dan, do you, well, I'm guilty of that too. Dan, do you have a vote? Is there a, a, a character death? Was that, he supposed to be thinking about that? No, I did not think about it. <laughs> That's so okay. I did not have anything right now. Yeah. 
I'm I'm going to use my vote for all of the little guys who who deserve better, or the the, the people who just deserve better in particular. Um, like most of the cast of Grey's Anatomy, whoever works mm-hmm. for Seattle Grace is going to die. I think two ca- two characters have walked off off into the sunset, right? But most of there's plane crashes, car crashes, this crashes, this this thing's happened, that thing's happened. I want to retcon the majority of the debt because Shonda Rhimes, you should be ashamed of yourself. Holy crap. Certainly you can give people better respect than that. Well, then what about Game of Thrones? <laughs> Game of Thrones is <laughs> That's about... That's George R. R. George yeah. R. R. Martin. George He's R. killing off everybody. Don't I get mean, attached s- to the character. Seriously. I mean, well, here's the thing. Here, let, let's talk about that really quick. <laughs> let's talk about that because that's actually a valid point. No, that's yeah. a great point to make. Mm-hmm. I would like to think... And this may be hubris on my part, but most of the deaths, I'm going to say most, not all. Sean Bean. Most of the deaths (laughs) in Game of Thrones served a purpose. Everything kind of led towards a particular action, towards a particular end. Now, towards the end, the whole show got messy in its last couple of seasons. Mm -hmm. So we can do, I want to do a podcast about Game of Thrones in particular where we talk about how I have to they, go back and watch. They then. cheese the end of it when they had to go off the George R. R. Martin script. Exactly because he's not done. When they he ran never, out of material, he wasn't right. done, and they were going off of what basically he told them was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an entirely different creature. Now, circling all the way back around, like I said, I, I mentioned Grey's Anatomy. Um, there's going to be another obscure reference. Uh, I, I I remember in my college days when I was first getting into Dungeons and Dragons, I read the Dragonlance saga like many many kids my age did at the time. And so I would I would retcon the death of the Paladin Stern Brightblade because it was pointless. There was a big battle scene going on. They're raging around, and this is happening, and this is happening. And suddenly, somebody turned a corner, and there was Sturm. He was dead. Nobody knows how. Nobody knows why. And it really didn't serve anything to the story. So my only thought is that the actual campaign that was being run at their table that they wrote about, that Sturm failed a saving throw somewhere along the line, and his character got axed. You know, so that's a thing that happened. But... I'm like that. Just seemed like a completely pointless gesture. That so, Stern Brightblade in the Dragonlance Saga books. Now, I say all of that to build up to the obvious choice. My my full on official vote for a death that I would retcon. Every red shirted guy in <laughs> Star Trek, except for Scotty. Well, they always served a purpose too. They made okay. sure that one of the senior cast did not get oh, killed. Good point. Why they always send the yeah. the main guys down? Yeah, I know. Seriously, why, why is the captain going down to well? The they made, they made a point of that not looks doing like that. The Western yeah. movie set. Well, it's it. It's, you you knew who was going to die. <laughs> okay, there's Kirk. There's Spock. There's Random Wretch. Oh, he's dead. By the end of the teaser, he's dead. Um, but my official vote: when there are reavers, hmm. how do they clean their spears? You run them through the wash. wash. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> That's a- that's, that's a joke great. that Nathan Fillion himself has said during conventions yeah. with Alan Tudyk sitting right next to him. So I don't feel bad about repeating it. But no, I would I would retcon Wash's death that's in fire pitch. in Serenity. I would. That's that's my genuine vote there. So. That was a very sad one. Yeah. That was yeah. that was, it was like, yeah. that was a shocker. It was like, oh my god, what? Yeah. Joss Whedon curse you. <laughs> so and I and, and if you bring up Joss Whedon, you're probably going to bring up a lot of heart wrenching death scenes. Um, you know Joyce, Buffy's mm-hmm. mother, oh, yeah, uh, was... Angel, Spike, Buffy on several occasions, um, <laughs> but she came back. Yeah. yeah, she did. She got better. Um, <laughs> Just a flesh wound. Tara, mm-hmm. which was oh. a huge shocking one. That, but that but was a big again, plot. That advanced. Thing. That was a huge plot twist. It advanced the story, mm-hmm. and it created one of your your favorite heroes. Suddenly became the big bad for a while. 
you know, because of that. So it really kind of helped shift the story, but still, I would have. Yeah, it was tough, yeah. Yeah, it was tough to see that happen. Poor Willow. I know. I love the Willow. Anyway, so with that being said, that sounds like we have an episode done. Are we done? We're good? We're Any, good. Anybody? Okay, red shirts. We feel bad for you guys, but we're not uh, talking and, about and you like, anymore. Uh, Billy's wearing a red shirt today. I am. A SC3 <laughs> but Billy has a last name. <laughs> Billy has a last name. Yes. Uh, and but it's referenced on this thing. Since we mentioned the red shirts, uh, Randall and either Clerks or Clerks 2 mentions all the, the poor contractors on the Death Star yeah. that weren't part of the Empire. <laughs> Do you think they're the Stormtrooper knows how to... to they're just so electricians, and they're <laughs> doing a job. They're going to work every day, and they wind up getting blown up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now, I know this is kind of um, sad, but in, in lieu of what's going on, um, Laura had a post on her page. Now, all the sports fans know how it felt when Firefly got canceled. That's a that's funny. <laughs> because sports, I, I am missing sports. I, <laughs> I'm a baseball fan. I'm... No, but no. you also watched Firefly. I so. do watch Firefly. So. <laughs> yeah, I love Firefly. So I yeah, get it. So. Welcome to the brown coats, people. Yes. All right, so that's good. We're done there. So I'm going to take a quick pause, and then we can talk about this has been FC3's Monkey Business, a product of. I'm. This is hard to do without the music in my head. That's really it. A product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, mm-hmm. purveyors and producers, producers of the, of the Flower, Flower City Comic Con, coming, coming at you May 30th and 31st from the Total Sports, Sports Experience in Gates. Gates on Elm Grove Road. It's on a bus line. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us wherever we go. And we'll lead you where to the entertainment is. I am so proud of you. Aren't you? Wow. You've come such a long way, Padawan. <laughs> And I don't even have it written down right here in front of me. See, it's just a matter of repetition. It is a matter of repetition. We love you guys. Be safe out there. Take care and be healthy. And we'll see you all again very, very soon. Bye.